Not everything I do needs to be attached to a monetary outcome. If you have free time, you can use it to get creative. You're listening to Take It Personally, a podcast about the personal side of business and the art of standing out. Today, I want to talk about a topic that remains pretty taboo in business, which I think is really interesting, and that is slow seasons. If you've been in business for more than a minute, you have experienced a slow season in your business. I'm convinced after this last year that if you haven't experienced a slow season in business, it's simply because you haven't been in business long enough. Slow seasons happen. Sometimes they happen and we expect them or we even create them. Um, Things like I've mentioned before, I take the summer off. I take off the month of December. And sometimes slow seasons happen and we don't expect them, right? Like COVID, a pandemic, a recession. But slow seasons happen regardless. And so today I want to talk about how slow seasons, they're very normal, first of all, and also how we can use them. I see this time and time again with the people that I coach. They get super burnt out, right? And this is really common with photographers towards the end of fall because fall is so busy. And so these photographers desperately want a break. And then by January 1st, when they have said like, it's okay, I just got to make it to January, December, whatever it is, maybe November. But then they get to that point where they said like, it's okay, because then I get a rest in January, I get a rest whenever. They get there and they're like, oh my God, no one's booking. What am I going to do? And everybody starts to panic. And so I want to talk about why this is normal and what you can do inside of a slow season. So first of all, I think it's really important to understand what a typical year looks like for you. And this is why I am a really big fan of keeping track of your numbers. And perhaps that sounds very elementary. I hope it does. Um, But if you are in business and you are not, like I always say, this sounds like so gross, but if you are not very intimate with your numbers, it's time to start being intimate with your numbers. I think a lot of people choose not to look at their numbers because pricing and numbers and money, it can be really emotional. And I think there's, there's a part that's going to stay emotional. Like it can be really triggering, but I think what we want to try and work toward is getting not even past the trigger, but just understanding that like money might be a little bit triggering for you, but we're going to continue to work on that anyway. And that's what having that intimacy, having that transparency with your numbers can do. It makes it less scary. It's not the boogeyman if you're looking at it every single day. So I have an accountant and that accountant uses QuickBooks online so I can see the QuickBooks, but I actually very rarely log into QuickBooks. I have a CRM called Dubsado. You guys have heard me wax poetic about my BFF Dubsado before. I'm a huge fan. Um, But even more elementary than that, I have an Excel spreadsheet. And in this Excel spreadsheet, I keep track of all of my different revenue streams and then my gross total monthly income. In this spreadsheet, I'm not worried about expenses. I'm not worried about tax. Like I just want to know what my big number is. And the reason that is helpful is because that's the amount of money I'm bringing in every month or every year. 
So then it's really easy. I've been keeping this spreadsheet now since 2019, 2018. It is so easy now to look back at past trends in my business. Like I know that my last hat, last part of Q2 and beginning of Q3 is really low from a revenue perspective. And I have created that, right? I want to take my summers off. I know that January is usually one of my best months of the year. February is also really good. Now, historically, when I was doing weddings or portraits, that was not the case. But since I've moved into brand photography and started some coaching, I have really created a business that like my most profitable months are the months that I want to be working to an extent. I don't know if anyone wants to like be working in January, but (laughs) you know what I mean. So being able to look back at this data is so important because when we see drops in revenue from month to month, it can feel like really scary. It can feel like you're a failure. But if you know, like say you have a really fantastic month in January and then February super sucks. It's really easy to go to that place of like, oh my God, this is so scary. What, you know, what's happening? Did I do something wrong? Do I have no, nobody who wants to hire me? But if you can look back at your spreadsheets or whatever you're using and say, oh, actually I had a 20% better February in 2023 than I did in 2022. And it's 50% better than it was in 2021. I think it's way more important to look from month to month, year over year than it is actual month to month because we like everything is so seasonal. Business is so seasonal. I every year have a really big January because for brand photography, budgets have reset. People are getting back to work. They want a fresh headshot. They're home. They're not traveling. So I know that. I know that January is going to be really big for me. I also know that July is not going to be really big for me. So if I'm comparing July to June, it's going to look so dismal. But if I'm comparing July, this July to last July, and maybe I made a few thousand dollars more or just a little bit more and I worked less or whatever, that's a success. I think way too often we're looking month to month and not accounting for things like seasonality. So that is the first thing that I think is really important here. Like, is business actually down for you or are you just not looking at the right metrics? And I would wager to bet that it's probably the latter. So highly recommend a very basic spreadsheet. Now, if you are experiencing a slow season, what can you do inside that slow season that will pay off when things pick up again? Because they will pick up again. Things always pick up again. The number one thing that I want you to do during seasons of slow is rest. Yes, rest. It is number one. It is the first thing that I'm talking about for a reason. If you don't rest when you can, you will never actually feel like you took a break when work picks back up again. I see this time and time again with my clients. They'll schedule a vacation or they'll schedule time off. I've done this too. I shouldn't throw my clients under the bus. I've totally done this. Um, They'll schedule a vacation. They'll they'll schedule time away, but they will be thinking about their business the entire time that they're away, quote, away. And not like in a fun way, right? Like I've gone on vacation and unplugged for a while. And on like day two, I have a brilliant business idea that I have to journal about. We've all, (laughs) we've experienced that. 
There's a difference between that, which in my opinion often happens when you're truly relaxed and truly unplugged is when you get those like great ideas. There's a difference between that and constantly thinking about work and being stressed about work and opening your email and feeling like you need to constantly be connected for your clients. Like that is a very different energy. And I see a lot of people, and I have done this too, in that second energy of feeling like they are never truly unplugged and they never truly get a break. So even though you might not be booking something, even though you might not have something that you're working on in your business, something on your calendar, you don't actually feel like you got a break because your mind is still going a mile a minute. You have got to rest in these slow seasons. You have to. You have to take the time to actually step away. You will be better for it. You absolutely will. This has been probably one of the hardest lessons that I've had to learn in entrepreneurship. I've talked before about my like morning routine and my weekly routine. And for me, even just a simple, seemingly simple change, like I don't typically sit down at my computer before 10 a.m. I'm typically working out, showering, getting ready, drop the kids off, then I sit down to work out or (laughs) then I sit down to work. Um, Even something like that has been so imperative when it comes to growth in my business because before I was taking care of the business. I was making sure the business had everything that it needed. My clients had everything that they needed that like that was good. I was not, however, taking care of myself. And it's that old adage of you got to put your oxygen mask on first. Like your oxygen mask has to go on first because if I'm trying to take care of everybody else, if I'm trying to take care of my business and make sure that the business is good and I am not good, then I am also not doing a good job of taking care of the business. And so doing things like making sure I'm not sitting down to work too early in the morning, making sure I'm not mindlessly scrolling my phone too early in the morning, um, getting that movement in, taking a vacation and not taking my laptop with me. Like those either pockets or really big periods of rest are so important. And I have found that time and time again, when I actually like, get stern with myself and say, I am not taking my laptop on vacation or I am not working past five o'clock or whatever it is. That's when I have these big breakthroughs. It's also when I'm able to focus more attention on me. I had a really um, just not scary, like we can't pay the bills scary, but scary like, ooh, this is really bruising my ego. (laughs) Scary, which is not worse, but it's not, it's not great. And a bruised ego is not a good time either. Um, anyway, I had a period like that this summer, which is really what inspired this, this podcast episode. And I also know a lot of creatives feel this like uncomfortable slowness in January. And when I experienced this, this summer, I threw a pity party. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I did. And then I was like, okay, How can I make myself better in this time? If I have to sit here with my feelings, which is the opposite of what I want to do ever, how do I make this better? I spent a lot of time in therapy. I spent a lot of time talking to my coach. I spent a lot of time reaching out to friends who are in business, who are having similar issues to what I'm having. And 
that needed to happen. Like there was so much crap that I needed to sort through that I don't have time to sort through when I'm shooting, you know, two, three, four sessions a month or working with coaching clients or whatever. And so I really am so thrilled with how that slow season served me, even though it started out as a pity party. So when you have this space, when you have this rest, you can still be investing in yourself, even if it's not like a monetary investment. Because I get it. You probably, you know, you might not want to hire a business coach when you are not bringing in any money, but you can be doing other things to make life easier when things pick up again. And for me, that looked like a lot of inner work, a lot of journaling, a lot of quiet, a lot of rest, a lot of wrestling with my own feelings and I don't love that kind of stuff, but it was imperative for the growth that I had last year. So let's say you do that, you rest, and let's also be clear, resting, you can't like bank rest. So yes, rest, take the time off, take a vacation, but also figure out ways to work that into your daily or weekly life because it needs to be something you're doing periodically. You can't take a one week vacation every year and call yourself rested. Okay. Like we just need to (laughs) call that out. But let's say you do that and you're starting to feel a little anxious and you want to do something. This is a great time to do some back end work. You know, all those things that you said that you would do once things slow, slow down. Now it's time to do them. So this can look like If you're a photographer, blogging a session, finding a virtual assistant, um, organizing your taxes. If you're a photographer, again, finding a photo editor, making social media posts. If I am really slow and I'm not really wanting to be slow anymore, I am doubling down on my marketing and on social media posts. Like I'm going back through old photos, old videos, whatever it might be. And I am posting because I know that I book what I post. So that back end work can be really important. Um, if you are trying to improve your client experience, which I think we all should be, but if you're wanting to get more like referrals from people, word of mouth type referrals and clients, this is a really great time to look at your client experience and figure out ways you can make it better um, and also figure out where you can automate. So this is especially important if you're feeling really bogged down. Like every time you add a new client, you're kind of like, well, that, I mean, the money is great, but it's just more work. It's just more work that I have to do. Look for areas where you can automate some of your process, whether that's your, maybe your proposal or your booking process. That was something that I did this year. I hired my friend, Coley James, who's been on the podcast before to put together a really kick-ass proposal for me. So now it's so much easier for me to quote, like send quotes, send proposals. Um, It doesn't take near the amount of time it used to. I don't have near as much back and forth with clients before they book. It's been a game changer. So something like that, working on email automations in your own workflows. So when someone books a session with you, you assign them a workflow in something like Dubsado and they're going to get an email from you every week or every month, but you don't have to send that email. That can be a really huge time saver once things start to pick up. And then you're able to save time. And when you're able to save time doing those things, your time gets freed up for other things. So maybe you can book an extra session. 
Maybe you can put together a really cool curated gift for your clients. Maybe you can spend more time marketing. Like you're able to spend more time doing other things and really building your personal brand because you're not thinking, oh, I have to send this email about what my client should wear for their session in two weeks. Like they're just going to get that email automatically. So I'm a really big fan of those automations and it can feel really overwhelming to set those up. And so doing that in a slow season or working with someone to do that is really helpful. Next is do something creative. This is another really great way to avoid burnout. I think, you know, we often as photographers and creatives, we have turned something that we love creatively into a job. And that's so beautiful and so magical. It can also suck (laughs) because suddenly this thing that was like this perfect hobby has become a business and it loses a little bit of its luster. It's like, you know, you you quit your job and you don't have a boss anymore, but you have clients and you've kind of traded your boss for clients, which I could probably do another episode on that because we don't want that either. But it's the position that a lot of creatives find themselves in. And so taking time to do something creative is a really wonderful way for you to not experience that burnout, to feel rejuvenated by your career, by your passion. I have had to remind myself that not everything I do needs to be attached to a monetary outcome. If you have free time, you can use it to get creative. It doesn't have to make you money. You can just create for the sake of creating. It's, it's just really easy in highly creative jobs to end up burnt out because you're constantly creating for others. So if you're creating for yourself, that's going to feel good and that's going to help you get excited about your work again. It's also probably going to give you really fun ideas for when those bookings do start to come in and you're starting to work with clients again. It could even get you a client. I have a potential project coming up in the next few weeks that someone approached me about and I am so excited about it. It's something I've never done before. It's very creative. I don't really anticipate that it'll make me any money and I could not be more excited for it. So do something creative. Use that time to remember why you started doing this in the first place. When I think back on my first years of business ownership, it is a sea of Excel spreadsheets and paper contracts and taking checks by mail. And it worked for a while. But as someone who isn't particularly organized, I soon realized it was a bit risky to be hodgepodging everything together. I needed something that organized my clients in a way that made it easy for me to keep track of them and their projects and ideally save me some time. Dubsado has been my right-hand software ever since. Dubsado was my assistant before I could afford to hire an assistant, and even 10 years later as my team has grown, it continues to keep us organized and sane. It allows me to send and accept digital contracts, no printing or scanning, it's all done online, send invoices and receive payments faster than when I was receiving them by mail, and it integrates with so many other platforms that I use, like Google Calendar, so I never miss an appointment. One of my favorite Dubsado features is payment plans. This allows me to organize my monthly revenue so I have more consistent months of income, as opposed to some months that were super high and some months that were super low. Now I can spread out the payments, making it easier on my clients who receive automated reminders, and it's far more predictable for my monthly budgeting. I can also set up workflows to help clients prep for their sessions without me having to remember to send weekly emails. Honestly, when people ask me the one business tool I can't live without, 
It's Dubsado. If you're ready to uplevel the back end of your business and make your life a whole lot easier, you can head to dubsado.com and get 20% off your first month or year with the code MADDIEPASHONG. That's 20% off your first month or year with the code MADDIEPASHONG. So if you've done all of these things and you're ready, like you're really ready for it to not be quiet anymore. So maybe you have had this slow season. Maybe you even created this slow season for yourself. You wanted to take a month off or the summer off or whatever it might be. And now you're like, okay, time's up. I am ready to get back to work. I'm feeling antsy. You need to be starting conversations. If things are still quiet and you're ready for them to start to pick back up, bills need to be paid, right? Your only job is starting conversations. Go to networking events, post on social media, respond to your DMs. The point is to let people know that you're out here and you're ready to work and you're really freaking good at it. Start these conversations. I am so amazed and yet I should not be amazed at how starting simple conversations can lead to legitimate work. People get curious, right? Like you're posting on social media about um, something that you're doing to make your process better for future sessions. Or maybe you posted a session that you did a couple of months ago and you're you know, sharing it with the world. When people see that kind of stuff over and over and you're good at what you do, which I'm sure you are, they start to think about, well, how could I use something like that? Or I want that kind of transformation for myself. Or, hey, I was talking to my sister-in-law and I think she could use something like this. The more conversations you start, it starts to be this like spider web effect, right? Like somebody tells somebody else and they tell somebody else. You need to be starting more of these conversations so that spider web starts to take effect. There's a lot of power in social media when it comes to starting conversations. And I know that a lot of people like to say that they they don't like social media, they hate social media, whatever. But if you want to get a message out there and you want to get it out quickly and to a lot of people, social media is a really good bet. You can go to a networking event, and I think that's a fantastic idea. Um, Nothing will ever replace in-person conversation. But social media is a really, it's just, it's an incredible tool that like, when you think about it, it's kind of crazy that we have access to something like that. Like I can pick up my phone and talk to my girlfriend who lives in Florida and it takes me two seconds, you know, it's, it's wild. It's so cool. So use social media, turn your forward facing camera on and talk about what you're doing or what you want to do. By the time this episode airs, I will have just completed my annual mini sessions that I host in January. And to fill those mini sessions, I emailed my email list. And then before I said anything on social media, I messaged a few people individually who I would just really like to work with and said, hey, I'm sorry if this seems random. I shouldn't apologize, but you know, it's who I am as a person. And just said, I would really love to work with you. I'm hosting these mini sessions. You know, if you have any interest, I would love to see you there. I wasn't offering to do it for free. I wasn't offering to give them a discount. I was just like, hey, I thought of you because I did. (laughs) Like, that's literally what happened. And most of the people that I reached out to were like, this sounds awesome. I'm totally in. It's just starting a conversation. It's just asking, you know, but a lot of the time we don't do that because we're afraid of the rejection or we're afraid of what people will think. 
But sometimes people need to be asked. They need to be invited, right? They need to be told, I thought of you. I thought this would be a really cool, like, I have really cool ideas for your business. I would love to work with you. And that can kind of kickstart everything. So start conversations. And then the last thing is to stay open. And I know that this advice is super annoying when you're in it, but it's really important that you stay open to possibility and opportunity when things look bleak. It's really easy to go to this place of, well, we're in a recession or people won't pay my prices or it's because I just raised my prices. It's probably not a pricing issue. What is that meme on social media that goes around like every year of Tiffany's charging a million dollars for a paperclip? Do you know what I'm talking about? You can charge whatever price you want for whatever service you want. Full stop. Like, yes, there's there's a bit more to it than that, but like you can charge whatever you want for your services. It's probably not a pricing issue. It's probably a branding issue, a value issue. Maybe it's not a good time for your people. This is something I struggle with every December because my December um, bookings like on the photography side tend to be really low. And I, it's this weird place of being like, okay, well that makes sense because a lot of my clients are waiting for January. They're waiting for budgets to reset. They're maybe not making as much money in November, December. And so they're waiting until they have a little bit of a pickup. Like, It's really easy when things are slow to think that there is something wrong, right? And it's good to be reflective about that, to be able to look at your packages and your offer and say, is something I'm doing like not connecting with my ideal client anymore? Is my experience not as great as I want it to be? Are my deliverables, like, could they be better? It's good to be aware of any potential issues, but a lot of the time it's just a season. And seasons come and go. If you're just kind of in this place where you're spiraling a little bit, like no one's going to book me because it's January or no one's going to book me because no one has money right now. It's really hard to stay open to the possibility that someone could book you because they could. There will be people who your slow season is exactly when they need you. There will be people who in a recession, their business thrives. There will be people who in a pandemic, they still have a need for your services. Like there will always be people. And it's our job to stay open to that and not just be thinking, well, no one can afford me. No one, no one can do this right now. So I'm just not even going to try. I'm just going to like be mad about it. I want you to feel your feelings, but I also want you to be realistic here because it is just simply not realistic that nobody needs your services ever again. Like you've got to stay open to the possibility that a dream client could literally knock on your door tomorrow because they absolutely could. It's really easy when things look bleak to just kind of go to that place, but business will pick back up again. You will make money again. Use this time off as necessary rest and know that it won't last forever because nothing does. And again, this is another reason why it's really important to know what your numbers and your seasonality looks like. Because if you're able to look back and say, oh, actually, I kind of had a similar situation last February and I'm doing better than I was last February. So like, go me. That feels so much better than just being like, well, February sucks. You know, it's better to be in that place. It also helps you be creative with how you change that if it's something that you want to change. Because if you know that every year there are certain months or times of the year where you don't do that well, 
what can you do to change that, right? That was a really big reason as to why I started offering mini sessions in January. Now, my Januarys typically are pretty full, but that hasn't always been the case. And so that's when I decided to do my mini session day because I was like, well, I'm going to be sitting at home, not making any money. Like I might as well do this like marathon day of, you know, cheaper sessions. And it has turned into one of my favorite days of the year. I get to meet so many cool people. I usually make a good amount of money. I make fantastic connections that lead to business down the road. Like it is the best day. And it literally came from a place of being like, what if January wasn't my slowest month of the year? What if it was my biggest month of the year? What would that look like? How can I make that happen? We're not able to think creatively like that and to solve problems if we're just thinking, well, January sucks and it's going to suck forever. No. What if January was awesome? What if this slow season that you don't want doesn't have to happen again? What needs to change for that to be the case? So I hope that this episode was helpful today. Like I said, if you are in a slow season right now and maybe you're coming off of a season that was not slow, that was really busy, do take the time to rest. And if you're looking at the rest of your year right now and you're looking at, oh, how how do I not end up burnt out like I did at the end of 2022, figure out ways to build in those rest pockets throughout your day, throughout your week, throughout your year. Build those in so you have rest time throughout the year and come back to this episode, come back to these tips and ideas and learn how to really use these seasons of what may seem like lack for some really serious growth, not just for your business, but also for yourself. Thank you so much for listening to Take It Personally. If you're a regular listener, you might already know that some of the best conversations actually happen after the show. Head over to Facebook and search Take It Personally Podcast to join our private Facebook group and join the conversation. We'll also put the link in the show notes. And if you haven't already, would you head over to iTunes and leave us a review? This is the best way to let other people know about the show and help us to keep creating content you love. You can also head to takeitpersonallypodcast.com for all the show notes from today's episode and past episodes. Thanks so much for listening. See you next week.